If spirituality divorced from religion, divorced from some kind of objective truth is what we've got, then yes, I, I would agree that is the end goal of said spirituality is to love oneself. The trouble is that that is not the end goal of man. Welcome to this week's episode of Living Fullness. I'm Stina Constantine and joining me on the podcast is Father Sean Burns. Each week you'll hear us chat about a range of topics from virtue to relationships, comments on cultural shifts and lessons we're learning as we go along and we are so excited to have you join us. So sit back and enjoy being part of a conversation with a couple of friends. How are you going Padre? Well thank you and yourself. I'm doing well, I'm doing Ooh, well. Good. How's life treating you? What have you been up to? Oh you know it's just been... Uh... I went home for a little bit, mm-hmm. right with my parents, yeah. and yeah, just been, um, I've had a busy couple of weeks, just cathedral being cathedral, so yeah. <laughs> I feel like you say that a lot. That's because cathedral being cathedral is a busy place. <laughs> it's a lot, yeah, I suppose. But uh, how about yourself? It's a lot. Ah, uh, yeah, doing good as well. I've got some personal stresses at the moment, so I'm mm. trying to just sift my way through those, but yeah, yeah otherwise doing pretty good. Okay, all right. Mm, yeah. All right, well, we might keep you in our prayers then. Thank you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Appreciate that. So we've got a, a bit of an interesting discussion to have today, I suppose, conversation right. to have today. Let's do it. Today's episode is based around spirituality versus religiousness. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. no. Sorry. This is how we're going to start. It's Great. Just a, a few times. <laughs> I'm excited he's not. This is I'm, how I'm, we do I'm things. I'm excited. It just, it, just, it just makes me go, oh. Not again. Oh, not again. Sorry, I, just, I, I, I hear it so frequently. Oh, of course, yes. I hear it so frequently. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. It's, you know, yeah, yeah. So, yes, we do often hear people say, I'm spiritual, not religious, as though it's some enlightened position. And I'll give them this much. I must admit, religion has been politicised. Yeah. It has been politicised. Yeah. And that makes it a not fun place to be. Mm. All right, so I, I will give them that, right? And and I actually kind of get why they've gone down that route. Mm. So So... Ideologically, we have the so-called liberal versus the conservative, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and then and then we have these enlightened chaps who goes, no, I'm not liberal, I'm not conservative, I'm in the middle, right? So you're like a neocon or a neoliberal, you know, and and uh, they're like, no, I, I take the best of both worlds, mm. and, and and I'm I'm absolutely appalled by it in some ways because mm-hmm. the presumption of 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 both liberals and conservatives is that. Just because there was an extreme in one direction doesn't mean that there's not an extreme in the opposite direction, <laughs> right? Yeah. There won't be an extreme over in this direction. Yes, 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 it will lead to an extreme position. Like, so, you know, extremes breed each other, right? But then equally, I get angry with, with angry is the wrong word. No, man, that's probably is a good word. I, I get cross when I hear people say, oh, I'm not liberal, I'm not conservative, I'm just in the middle. What do you mean in the middle? Talk to me about the middle. Mm-hmm. Because as far as I'm concerned, Jesus Christ is not the the, the, the mean between our political extremes. Yeah, right, right. Uh, you know, mm. that that's – so I, I prefer to say I'm not liberal, I'm not conservative, I'm Catholic. Mm. That's what I am, mm-hmm. right? Mm. And, and liberals would call me conservative, and conservatives, not all of them, but but – some of them would call me, depending how far right they've gone, would call me liberal. I know that, that that we use these terms loosely, liberal and conservative, and and you know there are there are both conservatives and liberals who would say, oh no, I'm just I'm just Catholic, you know, like and that's look fair enough. I, I think in general, you know, and, and people who are, are generally Catholic, who who really are, you know, imbibe the term of Catholic, who would go, oh well, I'm I'm conservative or I'm 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 liberal, you know, like like people who would 
who would occupy those those sort of positions, generally not at the extremes. Mm-hmm. And, and okay, look, I get that. I get that. Mm. But I think we actually do need to be careful about using politicised language around faith. Mm. I suppose particularly when you're using language such as I am, yeah. which is really an identity statement yeah. that's being made. Yeah. So it's a little bit scary to think that we would say I am, insert whatever political party you want to associate with like that's the identity statement that we choose yes yes exactly exactly the other thing that 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 sort of you know this this whole so i i get i get why people might move into the whole spiritual not religious thing when you have this political battle yeah that seems to be raging in the context of, of religion however i would say two things number one declaring that one is spiritual does not remove one from the uh from that political strife. Mm. All that it does is to try to remove the label of religious liberal or religious conservative and essentially says, I'm a spiritual liberal or a spiritual conservative. Mm. Mm. It doesn't actually be rid of the political stuff. So I don't think, I think just because you change the word that it gets you out of the political thing, particularly when what one is spiritual about might actually be marked by the very arguments that you're trying to avoid. Mm. So I, I don't think that just changing the title actually gets you out of that mm-hmm. problem. So that's, that's the first thing I'd say. Is yeah. Changing the title doesn't change the reality. The second thing I'd, I'd, I'd say is that because we've, we've reached this state of being like, oh, religion, you know, so tired of it, so tired of the bickering, so tired of the arguments, so tired of, you know, of you know, everyone declaring that they're right. <laughs> I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Yeah. What's happened is that religion has been deemed as a private exercise, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's something to be to be looked at in the private sphere, mm. not something to be on the uh, to to be worn on one's sleeve. And and really religion has developed quite a bad rap. You know, Christianity is looked at now as a failed moral co- moral compass and I I'm reminded of GK Chesterton's quote, the Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting. It has been found difficult and left un. <laughs> he who begins by loving Christianity better than the truth will proceed by loving his own sect or church better than Christianity and end by loving himself better than all. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, it's, it really does demonstrate where we've come as a culture in terms of religion uh, is that we get sick and tired of the, the sect or the church, or the, the the arguments, or the bickering, and we go into spirituality. Mm-hmm. But because we've gone into spirituality, which is almost as as our our brother Chesterton points out, almost excessively self focused, we still wind up being a part of the political argument because we are in politics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we we have a stake in the political argument. We have opinions, and 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 when our faith is not based in Christ. And based really in what we have termed spirituality, when it has no religious basis and only this spiritual basis, quote unquote, uh, then it's 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 based in my political opinions. It's based in my ideas, uh, and so it doesn't remove me from that political space that 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 you're actually trying to get away from. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. And so, just a, perhaps a word to those who would identify as being spiritual and not and, and not religious. You could read the quote that I've just given and go, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean that's 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 the whole point. The whole point is to love myself. That's 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 the whole point of of spirituality. And I would say to you that that if spirituality divorced from religion, divorced from some kind of objective truth, is what we've got, then yes, I I, I would agree that is the end goal of said spirituality is to love oneself. The trouble is that that is not the end goal of man. That's not the end goal of the human person. We are to love ourselves as God loves us. That is, we are to understand ourselves as being made in the image and likeness of God with a purpose in mind. There's actually a, a truth that our hearts are meant for and, and we're not the source of that truth. Mm. You know, so when we divorce spirituality from religion, particularly in this case when we divorce spirituality from the Christian religion, what we do is to, is to reject the truth which Christ communicates to us through his church yeah. and we instead become the arbiters of truth for ourselves mm. and and that just doesn't work mm. yeah so why do you think that spirituality is seen as something preferable to religion at the moment yeah it's particularly well i can only speak to what i've observed and experienced through people i know who identify as being a spiritual person but not religious, it feels safer. Yeah. Because mainstream society is just so much more accepting and receptive of spirituality, mm. particularly in Australia. Like if I look at Aboriginal spirituality, yeah. for example, that's something that cannot be rejected. I'm not sure if it can ever be rejected mm. in Australia because it's such a taboo. Like for anyone to even consider rejecting, openly rejecting Aboriginal spirituality, mm. you'd be modern day slaved, like stoned <laughs> Yeah, for it. You'd just, you'd be cancelled in, in a split second because that's just, yeah. it's not open for conversation. You can ask questions to try and understand Aboriginal spirituality, mm. but if you critique it, yes, that, that's a no-go zone. Right, right, yeah. yeah so no. there's, in our culture, in the Australian culture, there's, we have a climate of we have to accept spirituality because of that, perhaps, mm-hmm. or perhaps that just adds to it. Yep. But it it's also feels safer precisely for all those reasons that you mentioned before with politics and so on. It's so mm. much easier yeah. to just say, well, I'm a spiritual person because I experience some things that feel a little bit more than what, you know, everyday human experience yeah. is like, yeah. but I don't want to associate with any particular religion mm. because there's too much mm. mess going on. Sure, sure. I think the other aspect of, of this safety you're talking about is also a safety from the demands of faith, the demands of, of a religious, spiritual faith. Mm. Being part of a religious and spiritual faith, there are demands that are placed upon us because of love. Mm-hmm. Love always demands a sacrifice. But if I say, oh, I'm spiritual but not religious, what that allows me to do is to kind of cultivate a sanitized, feel-good, boutique, therapeutic spirituality mm-hmm. that makes no demands, mm-hmm. calls for mm-hmm. no sacrifice, asks for no conversion, entails no battle against sin. All it does is soothes and affirms. Mm-hmm. And that has a real safety aspect to it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, safer because it's not asking us to do anything outside of our immediate comfort zone. Right. It's just like we're just kind of receiving. We're not actually having to step out in any way. Right, right. And, and we're even, we even have control over what we're, what we're receiving. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, it's 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 all down to us. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Spirituality that's not associated with a particular religion also creates a space for this individualistic search for a higher power and or like a meaning for life that's separate from a group or a community. So it comes back to that individual person at all points. Mm. Like it's all Mm. about one person, that person being the person who is like the person themselves who's identifying as spiritual. So you've kind of got this separation away from a group, isolation almost, or just individualistic Mm. way of viewing the world, that it's one person, battle at a time. But also you can have people who identify as being a spiritual person cherry picking from different religions as well, almost feeling like they're taking the best bits of all the religions and kind of bringing them together into their own way of living. It's almost like a, a cafeteria, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Pick yeah. and choose what Pick you like. Pick and choose what you like, and like, a, on like, the day. like, like <laughs> before the, before the days of COVID, you know, going into the right. the Sevens restaurant at the at the commercial club and having a buffet, you know. Yeah. 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 And it, it means what you were t- talking about before. It comes down to your own self determination about what what is divine, you know, even even asking that question and being able to determine what isn't then divine. It also means that you can kind of come to your own truth. Yeah. There's no sort of one truth. It's just whatever, whoever comes to it. Yes. Almost. And it means that you create your own standard of practice if you choose to have yeah. a standard of yeah. practice. That's right. Essentially, we label ourselves God. Basically, yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. And, and, and if there's one thing that I think everyone knows for sure, human beings make for lousy gods. Yeah. I mean, we see that with Adam and Eve, right? That's the very first thing mm. Satan tries to convince Eve right. is that you will be like God. Yeah. Not, yeah. you know, Eve forgetting that she's already been made in God's image and likeness. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So why then, why be part of a religion, particularly in this case, the, the Christian religion. Right. Why be part of that? And when God saves us, he saves us not just as individuals, although he does. He saves us as individuals, but he saves us as a body. Mm. He saves us as a community, mm. you know, and, and he calls us into relationship with himself to be part of a community, mm. right? Not just to have our own ideas, but to believe with others and, uh, and to believe with a level of certainty, you know, to, to, to know that he's actually left, and this is what we as Christians believe, is that he's left behind scripture and tradition for us to, to know what is his word, hmm. what, does, what does he want us to know? Because otherwise, it's just us soothing ourselves. Hmm. It's just us telling ourselves what we want to hear. In the end, that doesn't really lead us to any kind of serious human happiness. Mm. At best, it leads us to a uh, to a humanistic, atheistic approach to life. And atheistic because God is who I want him to be, and at that point he's no longer God. Yeah. Right? So I think the, the beautiful thing of belonging to a religious community is that you've got a community who can help you strive for a standard that is beyond what you are capable of striving to, of achieving. Mm. Belonging to a, to a religious community, belonging to, to a church, is to belong to a group of people who support each other in the faith that they share, who challenge each other mm-hmm. in the faith that they mm-hmm. share and therefore 
enable it to be deepened mm-hmm. and who are able to disagree with each other. That's mm-hmm. that's you know, that's 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 part and parcel of 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 living together in a way is, yeah. is being able to get on despite differences. Mm-hmm. But also a group of people who have Christ as their bedrock. Yeah. And and who for whatever differences might exist, on this point concur entirely that Christ is the entire meaning of their existence and that Christ has 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 died, risen again, and left for us a church to know his will mm. so that we can more thoroughly understand his will mm. uh, so that we can hear his teaching, develop some understanding around it, and therefore a way to move forward in life. That's not something that we can do ourselves. Mm. Mm. It's just not something we're capable of. Mm. We'll always, on our own, we'll always tend towards the path of least resistance. We'll always tend to, well, how can I, how can I make this a bit easier for myself? How can I make this less confronting? Whereas when we're faced with the person of Jesus Christ in the church, this is, is exactly where we go, okay, you know what? I'm made for a purpose mm. and I have to face that reality and that purpose is being communicated to me in the scriptures through the church. It's being communicated through religion, through a religious experience. Mm. You know, and, and religion, is, it comes from a Latin word, religare, means to reconnect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 it's God calling us to himself for reconnection through his church. That's the way God wills to reconnect to us. And this is just it. Any spirituality that's divorced from religion is an attempt to bring God down to our level rather than to allow God to raise us up on his terms rather than dictating our terms to him. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's the that's one of the really awesome things in having a religious and spiritual life mm. is that our spirituality is actually informed by Jesus Christ himself mm. through the church. Mm so that we are being raised up to God, not trying to bring God down to us, mm. at which point he ceases to be God. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, even the way you're talking about that, my brain's wondering if perhaps spirituality is almost like a primitive, younger version, almost like a, a looking for, a yearning for God to come down to our level because he kind of did, like he, he kind of became man. He came to... like he came down to our level so it's almost like spirituality stops there like with with the with the longing for that you know that that mystery that amazing connection that comes from god becoming man Mm. and then goes no further right (laughs) whereas christianity offers more than that christianity says well hang on yes he comes he god becomes human in order to raise us up like it's beyond right Right. They're just coming down. Right. right. So, so here's something genuinely interesting is that, uh, well, <laughs> I say that. You may not agree. But, <laughs> um, what you think is genuinely interesting. What I think is genuinely interesting. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, two things. Firstly, spirituality can be authentic. Oh, of course. Spirituality of can course. be authentic. Like, like, like when it's connected to a, yes. to, to, to a genuine religion. Mm. Uh, you know, in particularly, obviously, I'm talking here about the Christian, the Christian faith. Mm. Uh, you know, when it's when it's connected to to Christianity, and it's informed by Christ through His Church. 
it's it's genuine spirituality mm. because it is guided by the spirit it is mm-hmm. it is it is us encountering the 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 holy spirit and him raising us to new life mm. and 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 bringing us into a deeper relationship with the son but where we try to divorce these two things yes. spirituality takes on a new meaning yes. right and and you're quite right in saying that there's a the the I, well I, I would I would actually challenge the notion that you just put forward mm-hmm. in so far as the the idea of the spiritual says I will bring God down to me on my terms you're right in so far I think as as you speak about a a desire for God mm, to mm, be with us. Mm, mm, I think that mm. is where we've. That's mm-hmm. where you're, you're you've hit the nail on the head. Is that a spirituality divorced from religion somehow does intuit? I want God yes. to be with me. Yes, exactly. I think that's the thing that was yes. always salvaged from mm, that sort of thing. Mm. Right, that's the thing to be salvaged. The good thing there yeah. is is that it desires God to be with us. Mm. But the way that it seeks to do it is the way of the Israelites wandering in the desert. Right. Right. The the you know Moses goes up the mountain. And he's he's gone for forty days yep. and forty nights, and they're like, okay, well, Aaron, um, uh, make us a god, please. Yeah, and, yep. and Aaron's like, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, and and so now, presumably, presumably, they looked at that god and called him Yahweh. Yeah, they, they looked at that statue and said Yahweh. You know, mm. and presumably, the 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 way that they worship was according to the rubrics established earlier in the the, the book of Exodus. Mm. Like, presumably, this is is. Is the case that that their worship looks something similar to 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 what they were meant to be doing? <laughs> Yet mm. they tried to bring God down to their level, mm. and in doing so, committed the first great apostasy. Mm. Yeah, they 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 wanted God to be their God on, on their terms, mm. and God's like. No, that's not how this works. <laughs> yeah. I want to be among you. And you can see that because he yeah. is among them. Yeah. He leads them as a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Mm. You know, he serves them in that way. But he he will not be their God on their terms. Mm. He will be their God on the terms he knows they need. And and, and that's the beauty of 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 that 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 of the incarnation. That's the beauty of the incarnation is God coming to us on his terms, the very terms that he knows we require. Mm. And that's what we miss when we divorce spirituality from religion is God's terms. God becomes an idea that we co-opt for ourselves Mm. rather than a person that we actually enter into a relationship with where, where he reveals to us the deepest parts of who we are. Yeah, which is the very opposite of the self-determining right. way of spirituality. Right, precisely, precisely, mm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Which then brings us to truth. This oh. is the other thing that happens, is that spirituality would say that there's no one way, there's no wrong way mm. to connect with the divine, whatever the divine is, might yeah. be. Yeah. And so therefore you don't actually need don't need a religion Mm. in fact religion could be hindering (laughs) right right. your ability to be able to connect in whatever way you wish to connect Mm. so therefore there's no sort of one truth yes yes whereas as christians like you're saying before because we have scripture and we have history (laughs) we have a long tradition understanding history the word to be able to rely we have so much to be able to rely on and to know 
who the divine actually is. Right, right. That we can't just make up what God is. This, this is or, right. Or come yeah. to our own yeah. conclusions based on an everyday experience right. that we feel right. we might have or that we try to have. It's not, it's not based on us and our ability to be able to do something. Exactly, exactly. The divine comes about. Yeah, yeah. Then it's just, it's just a, a human aspiration. That's all it is at that point. Yeah. You know? I, I, would, I would then perhaps bring this challenge forward to those who say I'm spiritual but not religious. Yeah. Jesus made a bold claim. His claim was, I am God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was his claim. Yes. His claim was, I am God. Yes. I have come to save you. Yes. And I've come to establish a church. Yes. Those things he said. Yeah. Without question. Yeah. And so here's, here's, my, here's my challenge. Find any other religious leader who said that. That's the first challenge. Mm. Find any other religious leader who went, I'm God. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, no, as far as I know, no other religious leader has said, uh, of, the, of the major world religions, mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. said, I am God. Mm-hmm. Jesus, on the other hand, makes this claim. And now we have to test the veracity of it. Yeah. Right? Now we have to test its veracity. Mm-hmm. He has mm-hmm. said that he is mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it brings in a either or. He either is what he says he mm-hmm. is or he isn't. Yep. So from my view, he's one of three things. He's either a liar mm. or he's a lunatic mm. or he is Lord. Mm. Those are your three options. Mm. Or as Brian Petrie also says, or a legend. Or a legend, <laughs> or a right. Legend. Mm. Right, right, right. So is he a liar? Well, liars tend to go, you got me. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. All right. I um, said I was God. I was rolling with this thing. He's going to kill me now. And, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fellas, it was all a lie, mm. right? Mm. Alternatively, he could be a lunatic. Mm. Yeah. He could be crazy. Mm-hmm. But the thing about the crazy option is that we often think that, 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 the ancient world was just devoid of any sense of what mental illness was. Mm. That's not true. You know, I mean, true enough, in today's day and age, we, we, we have an awesome understanding of, the, you know, of, of psychology and psychiatry. That's incredible, right? Mm. But because of that, we often look back and go, oh, those silly primitives, they had no idea. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. They, they knew the difference between like 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 they 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 had programs or or not programs sorry they had ways of dealing with men, the mentally ill and the possessed that were different yes you know yes and they were not um, pleasant either no no neither of them were pleasant they were quite cruel exactly but they 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 knew they knew what mental illness looked like and no one charged him as being mentally ill yeah no one looked at him and went, this guy's a nut. <laughs> like the, 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 the Pharisees, yeah. who were his, his, his chief mm-hmm, objectors, mm-hmm, did mm-hmm. not say, this man is insane. Mm. And anybody with a brain can see that this man is insane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, none of them said that. Yeah. That's, 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 yeah. that's not the testimony handed to us. And, and, and the general historical consensus is, no, he wasn't, he wasn't crazy. Yeah. Uh, so we're kind of left with a final yeah well analysis it, it, well in a similar vein to the legend as well like if you were to go back and mm. look at historical evidence of whether what we actually have put forward in front of us is consistent 
and yeah. can prove that Jesus Christ existed, yeah. there is historical evidence for yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, he existed. And yes, the Gospels match up. Yes. Like this, it's very hard to disprove that the Gospels are fake. Like, it's, oh, sorry, it's very hard to prove that the Gospels are, are made up, that it's, yes, you know, yes. fictitious. No, absolutely. It's just, absolutely. it's too consistent. In fact, everyone I know who set out to try has wound up becoming Christian. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah that happens. So, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if you're sceptical, yeah. give it a go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, it's it's you know, like, like legitimately give it yes. a go. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, no, you, you, yeah, spot on, spot on. You know, so, so that, that's, so the challenge I put out is, is make a choice. Make a choice. Mm. Is, is, is Jesus' claim legit yeah like wrestle with that yeah. because if it is then we've got to listen to what he says mm. yeah yeah and and particularly if you know if it's someone who's like really wanting who genuinely because I know, I know several people who genuinely believe that jesus christ existed that he was a good man yeah. that he, he did wonderful works that he had some kind of a special power but doesn't believe that he was god it's just not an option <laughs> and wants to take that and yeah. and take on the the positivity of the messages that yeah. he portrayed and make that part of their spirituality. If we're going to be someone who's going to take the best bits of someone, then we also have to ask, you know, the two things that you pointed out there, if he's a liar or a lunatic, is that someone who actually want to model? Right, like, right. is that is that reasonable? Right, is right. it reasonable to say this was a perfectly moral it, man, exactly I want right. to model this man? Exactly right. If he actually was mentally insane, it, it, like if he was mentally yeah, unwell, yeah. or if he was just an outright liar. Spot on, spot on. The, the, the idea of him just being a nice guy is not a valid option mm. because because he was one of three things, Lord, liar, or lunatic yeah. or legend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. So I guess going on from that, we also have standards of practice, which mm. is also something that's very different from someone who might identify as a spiritual person and not religious, okay. is that we have practices within Christianity that mm. we adhere to, which a lot of them come from scripture, you know, 10 commandments, the beatitudes, yeah. the golden rule, yes, <laughs> love yes. one another, right? Yes. Like we're called, we have particular things that are called upon, but also with scripture and tradition, we know what worship ought to look like. Mm. We have some idea of what that looks like. We, we have an idea of what marriage yeah. is supposed to look like. Yeah. Both yeah. in the in the earthly sense, but also in a spiritual divine connection mm. as well of what mm. it's meant to look like. And yeah. none of those exist if you purely go down the path of a spiritual way separate from religion. Yes. They don't yeah, have a exactly. place. Exactly. That's the only on. the only place that you might be able to draw some kind of standard for practice from would be society. But let's face it, society is inconsistent. Ever it's changing. forever changing. So we forever expected to change what is the truth yeah. <laughs> of yeah. our spirituality based on yeah. what the culture has to and, offer. And, and uh, the unfortunate reality that I'm that I'm uh, I'm encountering at the moment is that people say things like, you know, they sort of sagely nod and and and, and say, oh yes, but but this kind of change is enlightened. This kind of change of recognizing that 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 nothing is true, you know, it's it's just it's just enlightened. That the truth is just ever changing. Mm. And and my, my my simple question to that is, does that truth change? <laughs> yeah. Does does yeah. the truth that everything is changing change? Yeah. Because because if not, yeah. Then on what possible basis? Yeah. Are you saying that that 
the truth changes. Yeah. When the fundamental truth that underpins your existence never changes. But what I would add to that is also truth, yes, but the other thing I would add to that is, is it enlightenment or is it euphoric? That's a good question. Like, is it a heightened emotion? Because those emotions will pass. Give it 60 seconds, no extra 30, <laughs> it will pass. <laughs> so, like, where's yeah. the discernment there? Yeah. Where's, yeah. The, where's the space to actually sit with hey, everything that is human beings, which includes our emotions, and sometimes we let our emotions go in places that exactly. we wish we didn't. So exactly. like, that's part of the human yeah. condition yeah. here on Earth. Yeah, that's, that's right. I just remember one of my lecturers saying, you know, that, that, that he's taken, he, he takes issue with the, with the notion, you know, everything, everything changes, all truth changes. And he, he, says, he says, you know, the only way that you can tell change is by a background of permanence. <laughs> it's the only way you can discern change. Consistency. You know, it's exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. but yeah. It's yeah. true. It's true. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that was a rather fun conversation. Also a very long conversation, Padre. Sheesh, that was a long one. So thanks for joining us for this episode. I know it was a lot longer. We hope you got something Oops. out of that. It wasn't just <laughs> us ranting or something. Sorry. <laughs> but it was, a, it was an enjoyable conversation. It was, it was enjoyable. So and I hope that you guys enjoyed it too. Yeah. 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 So before we go, truth, beauty and goodness, Padre. Yes, yes. So uh, I have a little resource that I'm going to share, which mm-hmm. is a book called Answering the New Atheism by Scott Hahn and Benjamin Wicker. So it's, it's sort of, um, it's based on Richard Dawkins' The God Delusion, which I have read, but I don't recommend that anybody pick it up and, and be like, oh, what a good book. Because, because in, in general, it's actually, it's, it's, it's fairly underwhelming, sure. to be honest with you. Sure. I kind of expected more from, from Dr. Dawkins. But the way that Scott Hahn and Benjamin Wicker answer the objections that he puts forward are really quite, brilliant Mm -hmm. and and they do demonstrate that most of what Dawkins puts forward is really it's really just rhetoric Mm. it's not Mm -hmm. it's not actual genuine argumentation Mm -hmm. it's just bitter rhetoric Mm -hmm. you know so and uh, and so they they do a really good job at demonstrating that and and in the end they really do get you praying for Richard Dawkins so um Not that Richard Dawkins is listening to this podcast but if you are we're praying for you and we love you yeah that's awesome Uh, that's awesome yeah yeah uh, How about yourself? For me, it's something that I experienced recently through a family group that I'm part of. And it's just, there's a number of like different ages in the group. And it was just appreciating the wisdom and maturity of people who are way ahead of me. (laughs) Sure. And there was this one particular person who just tripped and fell, like tripped and fell and was quite embarrassed mm-hmm. by tripping and falling and had a bit of a, like had a bit of a moment of, we sort of helped this person up and had a bit of a moment of getting annoyed with a couple of mm-hmm. people just because they were so embarrassed and took a minute, walked away, recalibrated and came back, which like, un- like nothing unusual there. That's what most people would do, right? You'd, when you get a bit embarrassed, you kind of try to deflect, yes, you yes. put it on somebody yes. else and then you yes. kind of come back to your senses and okay, all right, cool. Let's just carry on and pretend that didn't happen. What really impressed me is that it was only a few minutes and this person came back, sat back down. When the conversation had lulled back down, this person apologized for the behavior. Instead of ignoring it, instead of pushing it aside, like let's forget that embarrassing moment that just happened, not only the fall but also what happened after with a couple of words that were said in frustration it was i'm sorry i shouldn't have said what i said a moment ago i was just frustrated it wasn't fair that you hear that um i was you know frustrated and also embarrassed by what happened so i I apologized for what just happened and i just kind of went 
oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was really yeah. refreshing yeah. because we'd all moved on. Like we all just kind of, none of us were sitting with it. None of, like, and there was nothing said that was hurtful or anything no, like that. No, nothing no, Nothing like sure, that. So sure. none of us were sitting there with hurt or pain or anything like that. And we'd moved on as you do when you're sensitive towards somebody else's embarrassment. Yeah. You move on with it. But it was so impressive to watch someone own it and to own it so quickly. That's really cool. Like that only happens with someone who's emotionally mature yeah, yeah. and only comes with age. That's really awesome. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that was my truth, beauty and goodness for the week. I like it a lot. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode of Living Fullness. We will catch you again next week, but as always, know of our love and prayers. God bless. <laughs>